And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Uh, you know, I, I didn't say it earlier. My brother just texted. I was thinking about this this morning, but my brother just texted and said, you know, hey, don't forget, our father was a deputy sheriff back in the day. He was. My dad, uh, who had a career in the military, uh, while he was going through college at Florence State, now UNA, uh, he was a, um, a sheriff's deputy, uh, I believe, in is that Lauderdale County, I think. Um, I think he was. But, uh, but yeah, he... And he's still, um, I was thinking about that this morning, so my brother Chris is listening. Yeah, Chris, I was thinking about that this morning as I was getting the show ready early this morning, um, somewhere around 4.30 or 5, I was doing this resourcing on this, this segment of Back to Blue, and I, I got to think about my dad, and, and he had, he literally, after, you know, 21 years in the military, I think he had six bronze stars for valor in Vietnam, um, he, he, he just, he had an incredible, you know, career in research and development after he got out of the combat arms, but um he had his sheriff's deputy badge framed on the wall uh, at the house his entire life, all those years. And um, he was proud of it, and, and rightfully so. And that was old school days, man. <laughs> that was, in fact, if, if, and there's, you know what, I, I will say this. Men and women in the law enforcement have a hard job. But there's some funny stories that come out of it, too. Like my dad talking about them having to run down this guy who they thought might be a bootlegger. And they're, you know, they're, 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 they're having to chase the car through the backwoods of North Alabama back in the early 60s. So, you know, it was like dirt roads. And, and they got there in this old raggedy vehicle. The, the trunk was, uh, was, was wired shut with uh, what looked like part of a coat hanger or a bailing wire or something. So they get old boy out of the car and, you know, Ernest T. Bass, and they, they're, they're putting him in. And dad goes over to, uh, to open the trunk. And he has to unwire this, you know, this piece of bailing wire. And his partner hollers out and says, watch out for dead bodies in there. Just kind of joking. Dad brings it open and two coon dogs came jumping out of there. <laughs> and dad, dad said he just about lost his skin at that point. He just, you know, did not expect to see two dogs come jumping out at him. But they've been, they've been, oh boy, had his coon, coon hounds uh, uh, bailed up inside the, uh, the back of the vehicle as he's running drunk through the backwoods of North <laughs> Alabama. You just you know you can't make this stuff up. Wow. Um, but uh, what we got text going on? Oh yeah, there's I mean lots of texts coming through. I see it. Lot, you, lots of them asking about how they can support. Uh, what was that website again, Boomer? Uh, it is www.w.stand. Oh, let me find. I don't want to say it wrong. So give me one second. I just wrote it. Uh, standwithdarby.com. Okay. All right. Standwithdarby.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got. Uh, We've got, you know, one of our uh, um, <laughs> one of our opposite opinions, I guess I would have to say. Uh, uh, one of our naysayers, Jim from Madison, just texted in, does not agree at all with my position, uh, believes that Officer Darby should be in jail. Um, well, you're welcome to your opinion, Jim. Prove it. Uh, but right now, um, uh, maybe, maybe you say, I don't have to prove it. The jury already did. But I would just go ahead and say, uh, you, you, can, you can go ahead and say what you want. And he's, he's, by the way, he's, he's, he's getting pretty rude on his. So Jim from Madison, uh, you're a turd, just saying, and uh, we'll move on. Um, uh, <laughs> Boomer, <laughs> Boomer, did you have to hit the, the blurt button on me there just then or what? <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I muted myself. <laughs> uh, uh, we just had one other texture too. Ro- Ronald, uh, you can, by the way, Boomer, new texture, Ronald from Rogersville. Ronald from Rogersville just texted in to say he just made a donation. Um, so first time texting and also because he wanted to know, want the world to know he just made a donation at standwithdarby.com. So very cool. 
And you know what? If the appeal process does not find in his favor, which I would love to find out that it would, but if it doesn't, it does not mean they didn't have a right to appeal, which, by the way, is extremely expensive. And so I don't mind seeing them have their cost afraid on this regardless. Uh, but uh, but I, I suspect that the appellate court is taking its time because there's a lot of stuff for them to review in this. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, all right. Listen, we are going to switch gears. And I don't know how I'm going to wind up restructuring the rest of this show because I've got to get my head back in it. I am so in right now this segment with Back the Blue and then Everett Johnson and then Keelan Darby. I just, I'll be honest with you, I am, I am whacked. Um, but uh, but I, I'll just say this. Um, I meant what I said a, a while ago, that I do not find myself having any, any inhibitions about erring on the side of law enforcement. Those of you that have been a first responder, or currently are, or have been in the military and gone into harm's way, you know that decisions have to be made in a split second. You know that you've been given training, and, and then you, you just know that when the situation comes up, how you handle it is going to be scrutinized, and all you can do is the best you can do. And somebody died in this particular case. Keep in mind that somebody had a gun. Keep in mind that somebody had a gun and was not responding to officers' directions. Keep in mind, Officer Darby was not the first one on the scene. So those of you who've been texting in already saying Officer Darby didn't give him enough time, bullcrap. There were other officers on the scene before he got there. So there was plenty of time for response. And, oh, by the way, those of you that are naysayers, uh, how do you respond to the fact that his department did a complete internal review and cleared him? I guess you're going to say, well, it was just bias. They were trying to help the brother out. Mm, okay, sure. Uh, but they also put their reputations on the line when they do that. So they don't just make willy-nilly clearances. We're, we're way past the days when you can say, you know, and there was body cam footage. Um, there, were, there, were, there was evidence, and the jury found what they found. But if, if what Keelan Darby just described to us a minute ago is, is accurate, then there were a number of irregularities and potentially objectionable um, and, and appealable uh, matters that occurred not the least of which is charging the jury. So when you go to court, by the way, the jury has to be told what to expect, and the jury is given their left and right limits. If you've ever been on a firing line or firing range, you know that you go to the range, and when you go up, the range control officer will say, look to your left, and you'll see you know, this black panel. Look to your white right, and you'll see a white panel. These are your left and right limits. Do not. So that's what they do with a jury, technically. The judge will read them their jury instructions, and he'll say, under the law, you must find, if you find this in the evidence, you must find this. And under the law, you cannot consider these things, you must consider this. And they also charge the jury with a variety of things and to include their conduct as jurors. So if there's a irregularity there, it's certainly appealable. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's it's going to be something to watch. Um, we also have to look at um, the length of time this has occurred. You know, there's, a, there's an old saying in, um, and, and, I, and I know that trials don't always come to, to be, you know, within a close proximity to the, uh, to the day of the offense. But I'll just, I mean, as a, as a civil lawyer, which is what my, my practice has always been, as a civil litigator, I, I spend a lot of my time also working the defense side of things. So on the side of civil defense, there's an old saying that uh, uh, everything works good for the defense when time gets taken. Meaning, 
jurors, I mean, I mean, uh, witnesses get tired. They sometimes they die off. Uh, you know, evidence gets stale. Um, feelings get soothed, and 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 so you know, time helps a defendant when it comes to um, a civil matter. Not always true in criminal, because in criminal, there's a deeper frustration sometimes that it's taken this long to get to court by the prosecution, or there's a need to get that case cleared so we're just going to push forward and push forward and errors can occur. Evidence is harder to find to um, mitigate the circumstances or to find a means by which you can get that witness back in and get their testimony effectively on the, uh, on the record uh, for the defense. So just the opposite, I think. Uh, somebody may take me differently, but so just the opposite, I would think, in the, in the criminal side, that time does not help the defendant. Um, you, you know, the quicker you can get a trial uh, as long as you've had a chance for discovery, the quicker you can get to trial may often be better for the criminal defendant, I would think. There's my, there's my opinion. Um, but uh, um, anyway, listen, moving, moving forward right now, we're going to switch gears. Coming back up top of the hour, I've got uh, 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 Becky Gerritsen. Uh, Becky is with the Alabama Eagle Forum. Uh, we're switching gears completely, moving on to the next topic, switching gears to talking about things like School choice. Holy smokes. This is school choice week. And man, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know that I've seen as much chatter coming out of Montgomery as I am right now. We had yesterday uh, right here in the studio, we had uh, Senator Clay Schofield, who's the majority leader in the Alabama State Senate. He agreed. There's a little bit more, I don't know, momentum, chatter, if you will. And I think part of that is because of COVID. And parents woke up during COVID and said, what the heck just happened on that video? What's going on? The lesson plan says what? And, and suddenly people are like, wait a minute. And then you had schools that did a lousy job of sending kids home with supposed login lesson plans that never worked. And then you had other parents who couldn't log in because they didn't have broadband where they live. And, and all said and done, it was a debacle. And we're seeing right now nationwide that we've seen a setback in scores. Well, school choice is one of those things that has to be looked at. It may not be the silver bullet, the panacea for all our needs, but you know what? Being confined to your zip code certainly hadn't worked, has it? Not in Alabama, where we're last in the nation. And it's not funding, not funding at all. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 